And welcome back to the Shakedown. This is Brian Sheberry alongside Aiden Lang. Hello. Coming at you again with another episode. Man, dude, Philadelphia has been crazy. Crazy in these last couple weeks, man. We're, I, like, you know, we're we... like Rome. We're like <laughs> so amazing at some point in life. Probably the past, honestly. And yeah. then Rome obviously fell. But again, Rome was not built in a day. You gotta right. have some faith here. We're liking how the Sixers are looking. We're looking how the Flyers are looking. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. Uh, but I mean, to start out with the the big news. First off, before we get into the big news, congratulate that scumbag Tom Brady on Ugh. what may never be achieved again. Honestly. Yeah. No. I, I don't know. I say may. I, I say see, may. Dude, I'm telling you, Mahomes is special, man. And like I said, he didn't look good. But the other thing, before the game, he loses both of his tackles. Mm-hmm. He, he it, it, literally, it was sustained injury late game. He, yeah, he had no. He he came in with with a hurt toe. I mean, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, they hurt his toe. But for a quarterback, I mean, you have to think everything's through your hips and your feet, your footwork, pretty, your everything. Pretty he, integral. He's a mobile quarterback. Yeah. He's he's. He's a mobile quarterback, and you know I'm not trying to make excuses. Listen, the Buccaneers came in there; their defense was amazing. They were ready. They were ready. And ready. Tom Brady, the defensive coordinator, Tom, was calling a hell of a game. Tom Brady had, yeah, and that Tom Brady had that offense humming, yep. humming for them. They they you know gronked two touchdowns in the first half. You know they they looked like a team that should have represented the NFC. They really did. They looked they looked as if. They were meant to be there, and you know everybody doubted them all season, mm-hmm. us included. Us oh, included. Oh yeah, yep, I have to answer for some of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you know, I have to. Let's let's talk about me. I thought they're going to lose first round to the Washington Football Team. I said I thought at the beginning of the year that they weren't even going to make the Super Bowl, let alone the division game, is what I think I had said. So, yeah. and you got it. You also got to put into perspective Kansas City. I mean, going back to back in the NFL, I mean, talk about such a daunting task. You're playing so many extra games to guys. Guys are banged up. And some guys take more than a season to get full back into swing of things. And, you know, unfortunately, like I, like you had said, he lost left and right tackle uh, starters uh, leading up into that. So, um they were banged up, and like I said, going going from like championship to championship in the NFL is probably one of the hardest things to do. And you know, kudos yeah. to the people that managed to do it. But um, let me let me tell you something. I do not blame that loss on Mahomes whatsoever. Those no, guys, a lot of people, a lot of people were putting him on the stake, I'm man. Sure, I'm pretty sure they had seven drop passes in the Super Bowl. Seven, which Just, you know, yeah. there's some teams that have seven drop passes all year. Yeah. I mean, it, Tyree Kill dropped one in the end zone. Um, who's Mikel Hardman dropped one in the end zone. It, they just, they weren't, they didn't look like the Kansas City team. Now, that, who was the free safety that gave deuces to Tyreek? Oh, uh, God, I can't think of his name, but that, that was, oh. That was legendary? Um, they fined him for it, about $7,000. Who cares? Really? He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Wow. That was that's uh, but listen, he deserved it. Tyreek did the same thing to him. Oh yeah, uh, when they no played fine for the regular Tyreek. season. So. No fine for Tyreek. No, you know what I mean. But that's why Roger Goodell's a scumbag. Yeah, Roger Goodell's something. We're not gonna. Get, that's another he's something thing. Else. Yeah, he's something. Yeah, else. That's a, that's yeah. You know day. what? Future episode. Wait for it. The uh, F Roger Goodell episode. He's gonna yeah. put us to our we'll breaking point. We'll, t- well, he'll put us to our breaking point. He's just got yeah. that way about him. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Well. Off of the 
kid kissing Tom Brady stuff. Uh, over to the big news in Rome that is burning, uh, Philly. Uh, it seems we have traded Carson Wentz for a bag of peanuts, is what I'm hearing. Sources tell me. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. So, so this is this is what's crazy. From what I understand, like so, from per reports and you know rumors and everything like that, there was t- at some point. There was two second-round picks on the table for Carson Wentz, um, which uh, for me I would have taken it. But Howie, I think Howie Roseman kind of held out a little bit because Chicago had some interest in them. Um, at one point, they said the 49ers may have had some interest in them as well, and the Broncos. So, uh, besides that, man, and uh, you have to, you're th- he's coming off statistically statistically the worst season that a starting NFL quarterback has ever had in the NFL statistically the worst season of any he was ranked 34th out of 32 out of out of, out of the in the league and he was a starter and he was ranked 34th in the league so that means two backups played better football than him <laughs> two backups played better football than Carson Wentz last year when you have two second-round picks with that massive contract on the table, a guy who didn't address the media after the, after the season, a guy who clearly wanted out of this city, and you have two second-round picks, I'm sorry, I'm taking it, I'm running, and I'm never looking back. Oh yeah. And then for Howie to stir up, supposedly, a source close to Howie stirred up with the Tariq Cohen, Nick Foles first-round pick, which was a complete lie because Tariq Cohen actually called the Bears to make sure that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So somebody was now lying just to try to get a trade market going for Carson Wentz. And, you know, listen, good riddance, Carson. Thank you for the 2017 season. You were you were the – you were – I will say he's the reason I feel like we got to where we – to our ultimate goal. Not not the last, obviously, the last game – last two games of the season or, you know, what Nick Foles did on that – magical run in the playoffs but Which he was, set us up yeah no he oh, set us yeah. up everybody continues to smite him the the, the 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 consensus around people who for my for my own personal uh opinion don't watch a lot of games and don't actually see the things that go on on the field everybody yeah. just gives Nick Foles this massive credit which he deserves the guy's got a fucking oh. statue out the link thank the lord but at the same time, I mean, did we not see those first 14 games? Was anybody else watching the same fucking football that I was? Because that was a rookie putting on a goddamn well, show. Second year player. Second year, sorry. Second, second year player. But that, yeah, he put no, on a goddamn yeah. show. Look, do you remember the Washington play? He was against the Washington football team. He, there, he was damn – everybody thought he was sacked. And all of a sudden, here he comes and running out of the pocket, gains 15 yards on the ground, slides for a first down. Everybody thought the, the announcer's like, oh, and he's sacked. Oh, wait, no, he's not. He's out. Yeah, he popped Boom. out. Dude, he popped out of that, that tackle was, after yeah. he like, kind of leaned down and yep. like, shimmied. The, dude, yep. he was yep. – the, ki- the dude, guys – the play, the, play mm. the last play before uh, halftime against Kansas City when we were, we, everybody thought we were going to get blown out, hit sack Ertz wide open, touchdown. Carson Wentz, before he tore his ACL, I, I, he was a different player. He was freer, and I feel like Doug knew what more what to do with him. Once he was limited by those injuries, then you know his ACL, then his back. I think he got into his own head, and I think that Doug lost faith in him, and it ended up being costing both of them. Truthfully, 
I mean, uh, hopefully, you know, us losing Frank Reich and John DiFilippo uh, after the Super Bowl, yeah, a lot of people are saying that they're the reasons why Carson were as good as he was. So if he goes out in Indianapolis and tears it up, I mean, I'm going to be sad. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, wrong I very much him. think that's on the table. I think he's going to um, go out there, have a prove-it year. I think he's going to shove it right up our ass while we sit in tank hell. And I'm pretty sure we're still eating some of his uh, contract with this trade. Yeah, so pretty much so that I think that they waited because um, the technical start of the new year, I believe, was the other day. And that's when they we, we had to give him guaranteed money. It was a bonus for being on the roster. Um, so I think they were waiting for that to get done before they traded him. I think that was a part of it, but like I said, we're we're taking a thirty million to thirty-five million dollar cap hit this year because we traded him to get a second so, round that might be a first round in the future and a fourth and a, a third round. A third round. I'm pretty sure it was a fourth, but I could be wrong. It's a third. It's a third. I uh, I literally just looked it up like five second minutes and ago. third. Okay, um, fair Yes. Yeah. So it's a third. It's a definite third this year, and a depending on history, seventy-five either seventy-five percent of his snaps as a Colt next year. Or if he plays seventy percent of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, both those scenarios turn that into a first round pick. Both those scenarios turn into a, to a first round pick, and if not, then it stays a second round pick. Uh, so what do you think? The, I we'll think see. I think we're getting the first out of that. I hope we get a first out. I think I mean, he'll at least play seventy five percent of the snaps down there. Yeah. Like I said, he's he's definitely their clear cut starter. You know what I mean? He has nothing Barring to worry an injury. About. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I that's, mean, well, that's, our the, that's the thing. So. But I mean, but they have a really good offensive line. Down yeah. So down it's going to be less prone. Was. Moving on, we now have a new QB one. Ah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Listen, I have all I have all faith in Jalen Hurts. Listen, I have all faith. I. I listen. I know you don't like the mobile quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it. Listen, Jalen Hurts. And I, listen, and you know how I feel about Oklahoma and Alabama quarterbacks. Okay, you know how I feel about them. That's been I've said it on this show. You know how I feel about them. Well, you're gonna feel Jaylen. that way after you watch this kid. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, but as of right now, you gotta back him, man. He, we don't he have an option. A preview of what he, listen, we have. Of course, we don't have an option. We had we had a preview of what he like what his skill set is not of what he can be but what his skill set is now it's all going to come down to Nick Sirianni too Nick Sirianni is going to have to you know he's going to pull out the pull some magic here because he's he's filling big shoes I don't care what anybody says those are big shoes to fill coming after Doug even though Doug had a really bad year last year those are big shoes to fill that's not even Doug on that's not even Doug's fault per se there's a lot of Howie Roseman written all over this uh foul exactly Howie Roseman is the is the is the cancer for the Philadelphia Eagles listen you you there's two there's two pivotal moments okay that you can point to and every single Philadelphia fan can point to that ruined Carson Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson okay Number one, you take J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf, okay? That's number one, okay? Number two, you take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. That's number two, okay? Justin Jefferson, it hurts me more than D.K. Metcalf, okay? Because Justin, it was so clear, every single draft, mock draft, every single draft analyst, everybody last year when they drafted, when when the draft was going on, who were the three top wide receivers? Henry Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Anybody after that, 
was not going to put up any numbers close to what they had, okay? Henry Ruggs had an okay year in Oakland, but that's, again, he's not even, I'm sorry, not even Las Vegas. Um, CeeDee Lamb, up until Dak Dak Prescott got hurt, was having a really good year. And Justin Jefferson set the rookie receiving record in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. With Kirk Cousins as his quarterback, he had 1,400 yards receiving. It's been, yards it's been receiving. painful to watch. Listen, this, this Howie Roseman doesn't know how to scout talent. Howie Roseman doesn't know how to pick talent. Howie Roseman should have no influence on the draft. So now we're sitting here. I don't think Carson's gone. I don't think Doug's gone if they would have drafted correctly. And now listen, they did try to give Carson something. But when there's something blatantly obvious sitting there smacking you in the mouth saying, hey, this is the right thing to do, this is what we need to do, and you don't do it, then guess what? This is what's going to happen. And now leave. Yep. Oh, we have Jalen we have, we have Hurts, who, again, he's not the most accurate quarterback, which it can be worked on, okay? And I really like the signing. The quarterback coach is going to be the difference maker this year. The quarterback coach actually has known Jalen uh, Hurts since he was three years old, okay? So he has somebody familiar to him, and that will, can help him develop into a better quarterback he and you know obviously we saw the flashes of being able to move out of the pocket you know he has number one he has to learn how to throw to his check downs okay because a mobile quarterback is only as good as the amount of uh, hits he takes okay michael vick was pretty much the only exception okay lamar jackson is an exception kyler murray right now is an exception but you can even see it in russell wilson russell wilson has slowed down because he's been good, and he's one of the smartest mobile quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life, if not the smartest. Okay, you have to, you have to limit your hits. You have to limit, you know, holding the ball for longer than you have to. But in that, in that same, that same breath, I do have faith in Jalen Hurts. You have to, and you know, Nick Sirianni. You know, Jalen Hurts is his second year. Nick Sirianni's first year as head coach. It might be. It's probably going to be rough this year. Probably, like I said before, two to three win team. But it's this is a reset. This is a rebuild, and it's going to take a couple of years. But I really think that Jalen Hurts can do some. Can be at least I would say at his at his peak, a top twelve quarterback in the NFL. A top twelve. Oof, this is bold uh, statements. I, I I I you know there's because you got to think in the next couple of years. I would say I would say within the next three years he could be a top twelve quarterback because you're gonna have Brady. Brady's gonna be gone. Excuse me. Rodgers may be gone. Breeze is gone this year. Rivers is gone this year. Um, you know, there's a there's a new age of players coming in. Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, the old dogs are like uh, they're fading out. Yes, Patrick Mahomes. Ben's gonna be gone. Big Ben's gonna be gone. Um, like I said, you have this new age of of quarterback and. You know uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Burrow, the kid, the kid you like from uh, the the Chargers, Justin, Justin Hubert. Hubert. Um, it, you know, there's there's a new age of players coming. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, big arm quarterback, had a great year this year, MVP, yep. MVP candidate. Yep. So it's, I, I'm excited, and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm putting my faith into, hey, let's see, let's see what Jalen Hurts can do. Let's 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 buy into what he's doing. You know, let's, let's, let's buy into who he is. 
you know, he has the right attitude. Like I said, I, I think that he's a Philly guy. Um, but again, it's an Alabama Oklahoma quarterback, so I'm not going to be convinced until he puts it out there on the field of, excuse me, um, my 100%. But I would say I'm, uh, right now I'm, a, I'm, I'm backing him. I'm not going to trash him. I'm not going to judge him on what he did last year. It's a fresh start. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, no, I'm and expecting the mud and people. praying for the sky, so. Yeah, of course. I totally, I mean, I get it. it I, a lot of people are. A lot of people are. You're not the only one in that boat. So, let's let's say we have to, we have to wait to see what it looks like and, you know, just go from there. Uh, I, I Like I said, I know it's going to be ugly, so, at first, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, well, uh, let's uh, get a little bit out of the doom and gloom and go to something that's still a little doom and gloomy, but definitely not something to be concerned about. Uh, the Sixers are kind of taking a backpedal right now, not in a massive way. Um, they've lost a few key games, but they're still sitting in a really good spot in the division. So uh, what have you been making of their play lately? So so here's here's my thing. Um, so they've lost three or four. Um, you know, Embiid's... Has this lingering back problem that's you know we'll get to a little bit later on in the in the episode. Uh, ben Simmons had a career night, forty two points the other day. Uh, I believe he was twelve of thirteen from the free free throw line. Yep. Uh, he you know that was awesome to see Ben in that attack mode. Boom! Did let's you go. know he was one rebound away from being from... the uh, another? He would have joined um, Wilt Chamberlain. As in, as one of the few 76ers with a 40 point triple double. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, I remember. I, I saw that. Uh, I saw. I think you actually told me that stat the other day, which is is very impressive. Um, but here's the thing: there, there's there's two there's two glaring things happening right now with the Sixers. Number one, Danny Green is not a starter. Nope. He does not. He cannot start on an NBA starting rotation team. He is a sixth man. As glaring, it's you, you see it every night. Uh, he's scoring six points, two points, no points. Oh, I'll get eleven point night here or there. You know, it's Danny Green, and his defense is not. He's lost a step on defense. Yeah, I mean, he's up there in age, and this is what happens. You know, you naturally, naturally, you know, decrease your your skills to decrease because you're getting older, you're getting slower. That's number one. Number two is that besides Shake Milton, that we don't have depth. On our on our bench, and we really thought we did. Um, Tyrese Maxey earlier in the year showed us, you know, glimpses. And listen, Tyrese Maxey's going to be a baller in the NBA. That's I'm not I'm not concerned about that. Okay, he's going to be good. He's going to be a good NBA player. Um, but it's his rookie year, and we're putting a lot on him in his rookie year. And another person who I'm telling you again, uh, how many times I, you're going to laugh? But Furkan Korkmaz has to get out of here. We cannot deal with Furkan Korkmaz anymore. He's just hurting this team. You're you're taking he's taking away from younger players. Dwight Howard's a foul machine. You know, anytime he comes in, he, within a minute and a half, he has two personal fouls. And that what does that do for Joel? It doesn't really do anything for him. At first, I was so excited to have him. I was in the same and to boat. get him. And I, I'm not saying that he's, he's bad. I I don't think he's terrible because. But he's not he, lived up to what we thought he would be able to bring to this team. Right, just give Joel more time to sit down, gather himself, stay healthy, get out back out on the floor. It's it, he's going out there and immediately getting fouled because teams are going to go right after Dwight Howard because he's a little bit slower. He's a step a step slower than before, and like I said, he's I wasn't expecting him for his offense. I was more for his defense, but 
again, he's, he's he fouls way too much. Um, it looks like St- uh, Seth Curry is finally getting it back to himself after having COVID, which is good. Um, but, dude, like I said, Matisse Thibault's not giving you anything off the bench. Uh, like I said, it's pretty much Maxine's Shake Milton. And with Shake Milton out right now, it's it's nobody. Pretty much. Really, Maxie's not doing great either. Maxie's going through that going through that rookie wall. So it's 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 kind of it's kind of scary to me. I I think that Daryl Morey needs to go out there. It doesn't need to be another star player. It doesn't need to, you know, like dude, Zach Levine would be amazing for this team. And I don't even, I, you know, dude, Blake Griffin's going to be. Wait, hold on. Did you say you didn't want a star, and then you said uh, Zach? Well, Zach Levine. Le- Zach Levine's not a star. Zach Levine's a. Zach Levine's pretty key over there in Chicago. Yeah, but he's listen. They fucking put out a pretty big nut to get. Would him. Zach Levine? Would, would, would Zach Levine be a star on the Sixers? That's tough to say. Probably not. No, but he certainly would, is. Would he? One would he? Would, would he not? Would he not be the fourth fourth option on the team? He would be solid. He would I'm be saying the fourth, he, again, be the fourth but you just option. said. But he, in all regards, he might not be a star on our team, but he is definitely a star in Chicago. Okay. Well, when I say a star, I mean I'm talking about like Kawhi, James Harden, James yeah. Harden, Steph Curry, you know, Clay Thompson. I'm not. That's what I'm more talking about. Um, I also, I, like I said, Zach Levine would be nice. Um, trying to think of a couple other players. Blake Griffin could be bought out. So if he gets bought out, he would be a nice option for the Sixers. Uh, you know, I could deal with Blake. I I I'm just I'm trying to think of a couple of players who just you know we just need so, a little bit more depth. I mean, I think we've made forward, our moves. Honestly, five. I think we've made our moves. I think this is the team they're going no, to carry. No, 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 no. They're gonna they'll do something by the trade deadline. I'm telling you now. They'll you do think something so? For the trade deadline, I know so. There's no way that they're leaving this team as is. Daryl Morey's not going to leave this team as is. Um, I'll tell you that right now. Um. If we want to get a bigger star like a Zach Levine, or um, there's been some Bradley Beal's name keeps up. I mean, Bradley Beal's a superstar, right? Uh, I mean, Bradley Beal you, is you're going to take Washington that, that, best that, player. That, that's yeah, that's that's a big move, right? That's that would be the big move that could happen. And there's been some trade packages that I've seen that have had um, the Sixers trade. For Without putting in Ben Simmons in it, which if we could do that, it'd be awesome. But they're, if they could, if they're going to get another big fish for a big fish, then they're going to do that instead. You know, do not send Ben Simmons. They won't. They won't. They won't. I know they won't. Do not send Ben Simmons. On a chart of ball dominance, along with defensive efficiency, there are two guys who stand in a very good, uh, like, are very ball dominant and are also defensively proficient. There are two people on the stat chart there. You want to know, you want to know who those two people are? Ben Simmons and LeBron James. There you go. Oh, that, that, yeah, that's what I mean. That's, yep. That doesn't stop me at all. So, he's not a guy I want to get rid of just because Bradley Beal scores a shit ton of points. I get it. Bradley Beal is really talented, and he has shown that he is the obvious bigger pickup in Washington's plans right now because we talked about how Westbrook went out there and how he might add to that team. He's been doing all right, but in the long run, when it comes down to it, Bradley Beal's been 
the the outright standout out there in Washington. That's for sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Hundred percent. So, like I said, it's we just got to get something, you know, something, something to help us with with depth. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a big name, but if we can get a big in, big name in here for cheaper, I say we do it. You know, we'll I see. Mean, I'm not we'll against see. it. I just think we're at that point in the season where hot, hot, hot start did really solid, put ourselves in a very good position. We're in first in the division for a while. I think we might even still be at a double check. I haven't checked the standings lately. Yeah, we are. We're, okay. we're, a, game at, we're, we're a game and a half of, in front of Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn's lighting it up a little bit. They're getting there. But I think that we're going to – I think we've just hit a little bit of a cool-down phase. We had the COVID stuff. We had all the other things kind of hit us and still had good nights. And uh, I think Our losses okay. have been like – it's not even losses where you're like, oh, man, we're dead in the water. There have been losses where it's like, okay, this team's still there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah get a few things together and we could and the season will be fine how many are we playing this year uh 74 i believe 74 or 76 something like that 76 uh, okay yeah so 70 what how many are we in 20 some odd yeah roughly i think we're 30 actually closer to 30 i think closer to 30 so we're nearing the halfway point and being in the first way in the first spot i mean even for the struggles at the depth line, like we're we're still doing pretty solid, and I'll agree with yeah, you in the sense that like if we can get somebody for depth and not like throw throw unnecessary uh, you know contract money or whatever, take on a long term just because we want to win a championship this year and then have to rue the repercussions of that later on. Right. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, again, I'm not concerned Absolutely. about this team right now. So no, no, no. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy concerned, but it is concerning just seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like just, just seeing the, a downward trend at this moment is just like, all right. Like I said, cause Milwaukee's not playing great. Boston's not playing great. It's a time to capitalize. Bro- that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we got it. We're a game up on Brooklyn. We just have to start separating ourselves. Um, like I said, we're 29 games in. We're nineteen and ten. Twelve and two at home, seven and away seven, eight no, seven and eight away from Philadelphia. But uh just real quickly we were talking about LeBron being hurt earlier. Um there's some speculation going around in Philadelphia area, obviously, just Philadelphia area, that LeBron that you know, this back problem that LeBron that Embiid's been dealing with happened during the Lakers game and it was because LeBron had a hard foul on him. And you know, some people say it was on purpose that LeBron's trying to get one more MVP trophy and this is the year to do it. Do I think LeBron would do that as a player? Eh, eh, no. No, not really. I don't Le- think so Le- either. What does LeBron have to prove to anybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, seriously. It's, it's like it's, it's like it's like Michael Jordan. You know, it's like all right, we've talked about this before. Like. LeBron technically could be the MVP every single year. Seriously, true, truthfully, yeah, I, I mean that wholeheartedly. LeBron, if you you just want to go by stats, LeBron could literally be MVP every year. Mike Trout could be MVP of baseball every single year. Patrick Mahomes could be the MVP of the NFL every single year, et cetera, it's, et cetera. Yeah, there's, it's, yeah, exactly. You Some guys set a standard. David, you know, it's. You set a standard for yourself, and then if you like exceed that, then yes, you know. But for them to say that LeBron hurt Embiid on purpose, absolutely not. 
No. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where LeBron takes me as, like, he has that Jordan mentality in the sense of, like, there was the years that, like, uh, I think it was Charles Barkley was playing for the Suns. He won MVP, ended up going to the finals and playing Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was like, fine, you get the MVP. I'm taking the, I'm taking a finals trophy home, you know. You know, take right, take exactly. take that thing, take that little trophy, whatever. We're we're going for the big boy. So that that ta- that's that's what kind of like LeBron takes me as is one of those guys who's just like, okay, well, if, you know, if MB's gonna put on yeah, like this, just, dude, I'll see you in the finals. He's, he's he's built different, man. He's just he's a hundred percent built. Yeah, for him to think that he would have to do something like that, I don't think he would do that on purpose. I think it was I think it was a hard foul. I don't th- I think it was incidental. I don't think he was the I don't think the intention was to, you know cause pain or like you know anguish or anything like that but it was to say like no easy fucking layups yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you know and just real quick another name that has been uh, floating around for the sixers to try to go after which i really would like is kyle lowry from uh the raptors just just keep that in mind i i, I wouldn't mind getting kyle lowry since last year's contract he's getting a little bit older i think he's 32 years old just just watch that name that's all i'm gonna say is watch that name back up point guard just, just don't be shocked. That's what I'll say. We'll have don't to see be shocked. Some, sometime around trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all depends on if Toronto can get their season turned around here or not, which I don't know if they can. It's gonna be a rough. Um, another Rome trouble in Rome situation. Uh, JT Romuto broke his thumb the first day of pitchers and catchers oh. uh, for the Phillies. So, so you have this, you have this whole off season where it's, oh, it's JT coming back. Oh, it's JT coming back. Oh, we should resign JT. Finally re-signed JT for the most money a catcher has ever made in baseball history. And the first thing he does is break his thumb on his catching hand. It's so it's, Philly, it hurts. Yeah, dude, it's it's literally, it literally is. It's, it's... <laughs> That's just... Like, I mean, like I, I said, I, 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 I support... Go ahead. I, I support the Phillies, but it's like, dude, you can't catch a break. It, they can't. They can't catch a break at all. So hopefully they said they don't know if it's going to need surgery or not. Hopefully it won't. But you know, because that's just you know, just seeing one of the best players in baseball not be uh, able to play it sucks. And yeah, just know that yeah, we just gave him a shit ton of money, rightfully so. I mean, like I said, I you know they've been talking about you know I want the effing trophy back and we're willing to open up the checkbook. And if there was and I've said the entire time if there was anybody open up the friggin' checkbook for it's this guy. So. Yeah. Granted, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully things, uh, hopefully he has a speedy recovery. We can get back into the swing of things and be competitive this year. Over 500, but not barely, please. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys are technically the third best team in the NL East. The NL East is te- probably the hardest division in baseball. I mean, besides, I mean, because you have the Nationals, you have the Braves, you have the Mets, you have you guys, you have Miami who can who was kind of hot last year. So Has their moments, and they love to kill us. Yeah, so, so it's 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 a definitely an interesting division, and it like I said, it could be probably the most competitive division. And you guys have to get out of that four spot. You got to got to figure out a way how to beat the Mets, beat the Marlins every time you play them. I know, seriously, um, clean up and, those games, and then get ready, start building up against this Atlanta Braves team who's been. Making some good signings here and there, I think they're going to be a uh, decent. They're going to continue to be a decent team. So, oh, dude, did you see that Freddie Tatis extension? Oh my god! Oh, d- dummy money. That's why I always said baseball money's stupid. Yeah, I was like, holy mackerel! Especially now with you know the COVID and 
the restrictions on the cat, like baseball numbers coming up here. I was just like, wow, that was that was uh, interesting. Must have sold some testicles. Um, Funny. <laughs> um, so we did have uh, two questions come up. Um, one for my mom, one for my dad, Terry McGee, Mike McGee, seem to be our biggest fans. Um, <laughs> so my, my mom asked us, to, uh, with, with the beginning of the hockey season, the Flyers have been doing pretty well, uh, but it's one thing that just hasn't seemed right, and that's the play of Carter Hart, and she just wants to know if it's what, what we think of it. Um, I truthfully, I just think that it's, I don't want to say, I think it's more like growing pain. It's, the kid's 20 years old. You know, you can't expect the world out of a twenty-year-old. Yeah, uh, you know. Isn't he a little he, he, Either way, he's still young. Uh, yeah, I th- he might be a little older, but it's still, it's, it's his third year. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay, so he's he's it's his second year in the league. Um, he's he's going he's going to have his struggles. Okay, he's way more mature. Like, and they they even say like like uh. Announcers and and, and analysts say he's way much way mature than his age. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. he's gonna get on himself. And like I said, it's okay to start off like we couldn't afford for him to start off slow. But thank God we're putting pucks in net. Yeah, that's for winning. Sure. We're winning close games, so it's like yes, he's not playing great, but our team has stepped up. Yeah, we're you answering know, a little bit. Nick Albuquerque, yeah, Nick Albuquerque. Joel Faraby, JVR is having a huge year. Claude's Claude's playing well this year. TK's playing well. Um, Nolan Patrick, Hazy's playing good. Fuck Hazy, yeah, yeah, yeah Hazy baby. Um, <laughs> you know, we've yeah, you got Provorov. Gossespierre's been in and out here and there, type of thing. Uh, Sanheim still doing well, so yeah, you know, Gossespierre's playing well. Good defense. Like Provorov, it's. Uh, I think it's just growing pains, and I think he'll be fine. I th- I again, think... it's like one of those things where like you can't have the year he had last year every year. It's so tough to do that in the NHL. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, exactly. And I think since you know, especially since this is the first full season that we're doing this no fans thing, and there everyone's adjusting still. Um, I think that it's still like. Like you, like you said, it is growing pains to some extent. I'm not worried about the kid at all. I think he's, I think he's a spectacular talent. I think he'll learn from his mistakes. You saw him break the stick one night against Buffalo after letting up six. Heck, I'd break a stick too. You know what I mean? Of course. But absolutely. you know, if you looked at the games that kind of followed that, he didn't play horribly uh, in the following games. He's been on and off, and I like that he's got Moose as a backup. I think that's a good person to have in a locker room around you, someone who's been around as long as he hasn't played the role he has. So, right. uh, like I said, I, again, I'm not concerned crazy about Carter Hart. I think he'll be here for a long time. I think he'll be a good goalie. Um, I, and let's, just, let's hope he steps it up a little bit in the coming days because with such a shortened season, we have been doing well. But God damn if we can't get out of a fucking overtime or regulation, you know what I mean? It's always right. overtime or shootout. Um, we can't afford to give some of these other teams – the, the point, you know, so right, exactly, exactly. But otherwise, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think, like I said, I think Carter Hart will be all right. I said we're we're second in the we're second in the East right now. You know, we're three points behind Boston. Boston's owned us this year, but you know, like you said, you got look at it's Boston's got twenty two points, and then it's us, Washington, the Islanders all have nineteen. Pittsburgh's got seventeen. 
Jersey's got 14. The, the worst team's Buffalo, and they have 10 points. Yeah, so they're not I said out it when either. we got in here with this whole this one-year redivision thing. We are in murderer's fucking row when it comes yeah. to this. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just there's so many good teams that we're going to have to deal with on a, on a very regular basis. Um, it's going to be tough. So I think that we can do it. I'm just praying for the second or third spot in that in that division to get us a decent playoff chance, get a run going, get the magic happening. You know what I mean? So we're going to have to see. But, uh, yeah, like I said, murder is row. Um, so the other question – that was brought up to us is um, do we believe there will ever be a WNHL? So my, my thing is that um, I think there will be one, but I don't think it will be like nationally televised. It'll probably be like a six to eight women, like eight team league. I, and I don't think it'll be bigger than the United States, to be honest with you, because hockey's a dying breed in the United States as it is. Um, that's just my opinion. I think it'd be more of a Canadian or Russian uh, base league. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? I know like, what you I, mean. I'm of the opposite. There are already a few women's hockey leagues that are starting to gain steam and things like that. Um you know, I, I follow some of the Barstool stuff. Their CEO is a woman named Erica Nardini, and she has this, like, little thing, like a little merchandise brand that she has over at Barstool called, you know, the Nardini Hockey Club. And she's a very big proponent of women's hockey. She actually had some female professional hockey players on a podcast of hers, and the league that they play in then barred them from ever going back on that show and something really? that I don't understand, yeah, I'll have to get you some articles to let you read up on the whole situation, but basically the way that it went was like they didn't want to be associated with the Barstool brand because of their, in their eyes it's a misogynistic, very not PC-friendly company. And right. to some extent, I understand the sentiment, but like you got to understand, while it says Barstool Sports, there's a lot of satire and like – comedy in the things that they do you know what i mean so to take everything at face value is tough i think you could take things at face value when you talk about their individual bloggers and writers who put out like literal word things on the internet and and impress and stuff like that that's something you can judge those people on but as a as an entity as a comedy sports website like to say something like that and bar your players from going on a, a a podcast or something like that i think that's I think that's absolutely crazy. And if you want to talk about somebody who's been super a big proponent of women's hockey, this Barstool CEO named Erica Nardini has been a huge proponent. She even joked around about like getting Barstool to start up a women's only hockey league and start going and getting players and get this thing rolling because there are there is a, a portion of sports media and sports fandom where people do want to see a women's hockey league. I think it'll be a little bit more successful than you're laying into, but at the same time, it's not a very present thing. And I can slightly agree with some aspects of you saying that hockey's sort of dying, but at the same time, hockey before before the pandemic was getting ready to do a new TV contract. I think the NHL hurts themselves more than anything by doing all these local blackouts. You don't have fans in the stadium. Put the games on. Let us watch them all. You know what I mean? Drum up fandom, drum up excitement. We'll watch. You know what I mean? Um, so 
I think there could be a women's national hockey league. I think it'll be in America, and I think it'll be uh, the tits. Honest to God, I watched uh, a women's uh, I watched some women's hockey highlights just the other day. I saw this woman lay this other woman out, soul out of body experience type stuff. I mean, I think that would be electric to watch. Um, now the question is, I've heard some people say, you know, do they play on a smaller rink? Because I think that certain women's hockey leagues do play on a smaller rink, kind of keep that fast-paced nature to it. Um, you know, and, and how would it all work out? What what cities would have the part, like the really good markets to expand that stuff into? I find that all very interesting, and I think that that could one day definitely be a thing. I'd say over under a decade before you see a really yeah. good women's national hockey league here in America. Um and again, I'd agree with you. It would be the WNBA, where yes, these women are just as talented in certain aspects as men. But like, if you want to look at the numbers, that's the whole thing about men and women's sports. It's like money talks and bullshit walks. And not to say that the people that are not making the money are bullshit. It's just that when you talk about brands wanting to sponsor you, you want to talk about viewers, etc., so forth and so on. The things that keep a league going, you know. Men's sports fucking generate billions of dollars in terms of that right, right, right. and have a yeah. lot of viewership and things like that. So it, it's definitely a tough debate. And that's, again, that's no smite on anybody who plays in a, in a different league that doesn't make as much money because I think those people are just as talented. But, right. again, you got, when it's it's a business to another extent. So it's a tough one. But, yeah, I think there will be a Women's National Hockey League here in America over under 10 years. Um, and I think that... I think we're starting to get into that inklings of like, it's starting to finally happen. I've heard my hockey podcast, Spit and Chicklets, talk about it a lot. Barstool CEOs talking about it, stuff like that. So we're drumming this up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if that's uh, if, like I, said, I, I would watch it. I would it's a, it's watch a small, it. it's a small sentiment. Now this, is, and another thing you got to yeah. talk about is what's their time slot. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah, has to compete exactly. against the big sports and when they play right, their games. Exactly. So is this going to be a summer thing, you know? Yeah, that's true too. It's a tough one. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of be... lot of lot of things to figure out in that. Yeah, absolutely. L- ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your favorite segment, my favorite segment, and you know, definitely my fucking favorite segment. That's <laughs> a uh, I saw picks coming to you for me to like. Okay, these are before picks, so don't play them because obviously they will have happened by the time you heard them. Um, so. We've, oh gosh, the NHL has been such a little interesting ride so far. Um, and man, all right, let's just get into it. Uh, my brain's <laughs> a stewing. My brain's a stewing. So tonight, I got two sets of picks. I got today, and I've got tomorrow a few. So tonight, we've got the Florida Panthers straight up versus the Red Wings. I think the Red Wings have been struggling. Florida's finding their groove. Keith Yandel and the boys out there, I think they've been doing um, – a pretty solid job. They've been really keeping it contentious in these seven uh, stretch games against Tampa Bay, uh, who has been who was my favorite for President's Trophy to start this all out. Um, right. So, I got Florida straight up against the Red Wings, who have been a little bit struggling. Hurricanes versus the Blackhawks again. Blackhawks struggling. Uh, Patty Kane's been having a little bit of a year, but they still got some injuries they got to deal with. Hurricanes have been rolling. They've had some good comeback wins. So I've got them straight up versus the Blackhawks. Edmonton versus Calgary. Um, McDavid just got his 500th point at, at 25, equaling uh, Sidney Crosby's record. So keep watching McJesus. That kid's going to be uh, electric. That being said, Edmonton versus Calgary, these are usually contentious games. I got under 6.5 on this one. Um, hopefully they keep it together defensively. That's a 50-50 and a coin toss-up when it comes to it. Those two love to score. 
after that, I got Winnipeg versus the Canucks. I don't think either of them have been crazy good on defense this year, so I've got over six and a half on that one. Then tomorrow, uh, I've got New Jersey straight up versus Buffalo. Buffalo, regardless of uh, Jack Eichel and all the things they've done over there, um, they are struggling. That's a team that just seems to get yeah. wailed on right now. Yeah. Um, and New Jersey seems to be picking up some pieces and doing certain right things. So I've got New Jersey straight up against Buffalo. Uh, and then the final one we got here is uh, Blue Jackets with newly ac- uh, acquired Patrick Laine. I've got them straight up versus Nashville. Nashville's another one of those teams that I think is just the breaks are cemented on for this for this little stretch of their games. They've been really struggling to get the wins. Um, and I think the Blue Jackets have been rolling. Um, Domi, um, who's the one kid? <laughs> oh, I said Josh. It's Seth Jones. My God. Oh, God damn it, dude. Sorry. I that. Yep. So, okay. Anyway, Blue Jackets have been solid. You know, I think Max Domi over there, Seth Jones, Patrick Lyonne, they've been doing the right things. Um, Roslovic. Um, so, yeah. I think it's them versus Nashville. Um, so, that's our ice hot picks. We'll have to keep uh, track of the record. I'll have to go back and uh, put that in there. Um, but, yeah. So that's how that's another uh, that's another week in in Rome. All right, yeah. I mean, I said, uh, yeah. So with the ice hot picks done, um, please just uh, be reminded to uh, go check out Coffee in the Macabre. Uh, if you guys like the strange and unusual, uh, spooky stuff, uh, serial killers, anything along those lines, Rachel Ryan and Amanda doing an excellent job. Uh, they are on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much any streaming platform. Um, again, they do a really good job, and they go in-depth on stuff and you really didn't know about. Uh, and also, we are setting up for a mock draft first round um, episode coming up here. But besides that, uh, this is Brian Sheber McGee and Ed Lang. And we're signing off. Talk to you guys later.